Welcome to The Loaded Goat. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And today we're here to talk about The Andy Griffith Show. We are. We <laughs> yes. are. That, we that's are. the one thing that you and I have in common. Is I came on this thinking that we I would talk about The Andy Griffith Show. You came on thinking that you'd really talk about The Andy Griffith Show. And that's what brings us together. That is what brings us together. I, I was like, you almost looked at me. Like you're, I thought you were gonna say we are. I mean, you know. I mean, Do you remember what? I can't remember what episode it was where you said the name of it, and I was like, I don't watch that episode. We had to reschedule it, but I, 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 was, I did not come prepared to watch what I thought we were talking about. Yeah, we and we uh, because because of our commitment to quality, we decided not to record on an episode that Christopher had not watched. Little did you know, it was no different. <laughs> it was no different. I was like, you might as well have not watched the episode. It didn't really matter. Yeah. But today we're doing The Luck of Newton Monroe. Uh, I have not, I've watched this episode a few times. It is not one that I have watched frequently. And it's not one that's really in the um, Andy Griffith lexicon. But I was curious what you thought of it. I thought it was good. I yeah. It was it was solid. You know, new new character that didn't, wasn't super annoying. I thought it gave, you know, a lot of the gripes that I have toward the fun girls, right, is that they make Andy and Barney worse. Mm -hmm. I think that this is one of those episodes where you get to see Andy's good side, where he tries to help people and bring people along and build them up in a way that's productive. And so I liked that in this in this episode. You get to see the fatherhood rearing side of the man. Yeah, and I think, honestly, this is one where they... Are we talking about the same episode? Weird. I'm sorry. With no, paint, this is painting this the is, porch. I was gonna say, I was like, Christopher, we're not doing Opie the Birdman today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this is I agree with you. And this is one where we it's also kind of like, you know, sometimes when they have a character that's well written with a memorable actor. I mean, obviously Don Rickles um was is one that, you know. You remember him as he got older. He was Mr. Insult. I mean, that was what he came came on to be. But he's a very memorable character just in the way he comports himself throughout the I didn't whole know this show. was Don Rickles. Yeah, it's Don Rickles. I looked him up recently because in the Mike Birbiglia <clears throat> new stand-up, he talks about how he doesn't want his daughter to be an insult comic. And I looked up who the insult comics were. First of all, I love insult comics, turns out. But Don Rickles. as the Yeah, Don Rickles was kind of the pioneer of all of it. And um, there's a scene, you know, he's in, I don't know if you've ever seen Casino with Robert De Niro. No. Should I? There's, I mean, I'm always looking for oldies. I mean, I'm, you know, if you, did you like, have you seen Goodfellas? Yeah. Okay. It, it's not as good as Goodfellas, but it's kind of like the same kind of vibe of Goodfellas, but in a casino. It's okay, fellas. It's, it's, um, it's, it's basically, yeah, it's okay, fellas. It's I've very been, memorable, um, though. I've been uh, trying to. I one of my favorite movies is Ocean's Eleven, mm -hmm. and I've been quoting one of the Brad Pitt lines quite regularly in the last two weeks. That's you gotta you gotta run before you can crawl. <laughs> well, there's a well. So Don Rickles is in Casino, and he plays the pit boss. And there's an outtake of of him just with Robert De Niro and he's like, just chat. He's, he's Robert De Niro is doubled over laughing because Robert De Niro flubbed a line or something like that. And Don Rickles is just going off. He goes, Oh yeah. With the world's greatest actor of career. And I mean, and everybody's <laughs> just um, dying, dying laughing. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So you want to dive in? Uh, I'm going to go feet first, but you feet should dive first. in. All right. I'll dive in. 
We opened with Andy and Barney sitting on the front porch after church singing. Actually, let me first back up and note that this episode first aired on April 12th, 1965. Okay. That's super so, helpful for me to know, kind of contextualize where I was. Oh, yeah. You, you know, where you were, what you were doing. I mean, you know, you were April 12th, not doing... spring, is, spring is starting to sprung. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're getting there. And so Barney and Andy are sitting on the front porch after church singing, and a fly buzzes by, and Barney catches it, but he lets it go because it's Sunday. And George Lindsay. I'm sorry? Catch and release. Can I do a plug? I got my dad for Christmas that salt shooter that shoots salt at bugs. Yeah. They're really fun. Does it work? Have you seen these? Yeah, it really shoots out. Yeah, just put some table salt in and bam. Well, that's great. That's great. I'm glad that's working out. I mean, George Lindsay, who plays Goober, said he thinks this is one of the great pieces of television history is this fly scene. I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I'd say that, but I do think it is very good in a subtle way. I like it in the context of the last episode with the fun girls where they also let somebody else go because it's... They're, you know, they're not going 60, they're going 40. And I think they say at the end, too, it's a Sunday or something. Uh, did they say it's a Sunday? Uh, yeah. may, I mean, probably not, but maybe they did. Let's just say they did. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's, nobody, nobody will notice, no, yeah. know the difference. People haven't Why watched these episodes. Out. People haven't watched these episodes multiple times. Yeah. So tomorrow's Thelma Lou's birthday, but Barney hasn't gotten her a present yet. And a man, and a throwback to a man in a hurry. He says he's going to go to the filling station, get a bottle of pop, go home, take a nap, and then go over to Thelma Lou's to watch a little TV. And he repeats it a few times, but this time he actually doesn't, does it? And at the filling station, Barney finds Goober listening to a transistor radio, and he bought it from a man who is now selling a watch to Floyd. And we learn the man's name is Newton Monroe, and he is played, as, as we mentioned, by Don Rickles. And Barney points out that the watch like is kind of pause like that because you're like, are you ever going to say anything? And I don't have anything. <laughs> Keep rolling, Aaron. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> and uh, Barney point- so much. Barney points out the watch that the watch is kind of big, and the man chastises him. And then he and I mean, which is just funny. This is like Don Rickles just going on on about him. I'm like. You're kind of a nutty salesman, but I mean, he's just kind of a character in himself. I get and this. Then he, he's defending the thing that he just sold. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But it is just like, hey, hey, he wants your approval. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of talk is that? And then immediately flips it over to, hey, you want to buy anything yourself? And he asks about a present for Thelma Lou. And Newton Monroe offers a ring. But Barney says he doesn't want her to get the wrong idea. Which so, I get. I get. Yeah. So he offers a fox fur instead, and it's only $13.25, and apparently, that's a good deal, and apparently it retails for 50 or higher in most stores. I didn't know fox fur was really a thing. I I mean, I've seen, like, if you go... No, I don't wear a fox fur, and I wouldn't. If I bought a, I wouldn't just buy a pelt and wrap and it like that with a head on it. I mean, that was a thing that I thought was a little um, strange. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. You at least yeah. want the tail. Yeah. I mean, it does have the tail. I'd rather not have the head. Although I have been to mark flea markets and, mark, uh, yeah, you know, you go to certain markets, you will just see a full pelt like that. What goes on at a flea market? You never been to a flea market? 
This is a Seinfeld thing. George thinks that there are actually fleas at a flea. Market. Yeah, there are no flea. I mean, I guess some flea markets have fleas, but that's not the idea. Probably like, flea markets that sell full fox furs. I would venture to say have fleas. They may have fleas. The problem with a say a good flea market is you're really seeing people who are bringing unique kind of things like antiques and all kinds of mm-hmm. just stuff that you can't really necessarily find anywhere, at least before the days of eBay. And, you know, crafts and goods and all kinds of things, and they're setting up shop, and you're just seeing what they have. But a lot of flea markets just turn into almost junk fests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people bringing wreaths to, like, you know, what they what they pulled out of a going, you know, like people that bought, like, tube socks in bulk, and they're trying to sell that and a bunch of, you know, just st- stuff and it's just, you know, you just go, or it's just trinkets and all kind of, it's just, you know, it's, it, it, it can be poorly done, but it's sometimes, but if, a, but there are some really good flea markets out there. I will tell you the, if you're ever in Murphy, North Carolina, they have a very good antique flea market. I've heard that. Have you? I read that in the Charlotte News Observer. You I almost had me convinced there for a second. Thank you. Yeah. So back at the Taylor household, Barney is talking about how much Thelma Lou loved the fur. And when he tells Andy how much it was, Andy is, is of course, stunned. And he thinks the man is selling stolen goods. And Barney says, no, there's no way that, he, that would be happening. He's an experienced lawman, and he would have spotted that in a heartbeat. As Barney has never been wrong once before. Never, never. So at the jail, Goober and Floyd are saying how the things they bought don't work. And Thelma Lou calls and is crying because the fur is starting to fall out of the out of the pelt that he that he bought her. Oof. It's like the Ugh. Russian, the Russian hat. I got all sorts of Seinfeld references today. Oh, the yeah. The, the sable uh, hat. The sable the hat. Yeah. Rat rat hair. It's, oh. Yeah, that is a um. You know, I think when I think about that episode, I think Kramer screaming, can I get it? As he's like sitting at his bed as the Kenny Rogers light shuts <laughs> off. I think that may be my favorite part of the whole movie. Or, uh, or the guy who blows off the meeting and he gets fired. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. That's, um, that, that's, that's a great episode. It is. You're very and good so, at stringing together. I can't quite do that. That the Costanza, the leave behind being the Kenny Rogers, and then the person skipping the meeting. I would have a hard time linking up the different storylines. It's very yeah. Impressive. Thank a beautiful you. mind of yours, Russell Crowe, you. right here. It's a, what's more important is having a beautiful heart. Oh, okay. Well, keep working. Thank you. I'll, I'll do my best. So, Floyd says the man is still in town selling goods, and Andy says they'll take care of it. And Barney says he thinks those goods may be stolen as we go to commercial. This episode was produced by Pod Machine. They do a great podcast and a great rate. I was fortunate to get started on this a few years ago. I mean, I've just been very, very pleased with it ever since. I mean, they can, you know, they will edit your podcast. They will uh, do artwork for your podcast. They'll do the YouTube videos for the podcast. And they and they have a very quick turnaround time um, once you upload all your material. So I highly recommend it. I'm pro pod in general. I love bean pods. I like pod hotels. I like pod apples, maybe. But you know what pods I like best? Pod machines. Pod machines. Me too. Me too. I like them better than podcasts. I honestly don't even really like podcasts that much. So I'm I'm just thankful that you're here. Why do you do this podcast? 
<laughs> to see your dimples, baby. To see my dimples. Well, and uh, if you really push hard, podcast my pod machine might be able to give you some dimples. I don't know. So <laughs> go to podmachine.com to learn more and enter Loaded Goat at checkout for a 10% discount. And that's spelled just like Loaded Goat. And after the break, they approach Newton Monroe and Barney calls him a thief. And they get into it. I mean, you know, they're just trading barbs back and forth. They are. Do you believe, you know, he talks about good thing his mom isn't there to see him. His mom's 52. You know, I, mm. I struggle. And then they made a comment a little bit later in the episode that he may look like he's in his 40s, but he's in his low 30s. I think he looks like he's mid 50s. My goodness. I mean, I think that's this. Uh, that is one of the. That's just the unfortunate thing about going bald. <laughs> All right. I mean, the man can't help it that he looks—he looks a little older because he's because he's balding. Um, but in his mother being in her early fifties and him being in his early thirties—I mean, we're talking what? She would have had him in in the 20, in the yeah. thir- it was She would have had him in the thirties. I mean, you know. Women weren't waiting until they were in their late twenties or early thirties and sat and established in their careers oh, that, for the yeah, most part. Yeah, that I, that I believe. I just looking at him and thinking, no, there's no way you and your mom. No, are, he's no, he's, he's probably, had a little Marty McFly moment with his mom at the dance, where they're the same age. No, nah, he's in his. I think I think Don Rickles is in his is in his early thirties, considering the fact that he just he just died not a few not not too long ago. He did. Yeah, he did. And uh, you know, it's like it's like what was it, Michael Chickless? Ever... Go ahead, Michael Chickless on the Shield. I mean, he was you know he shaved his head, but before that, and he was playing like you know tough, corrupt cop Vic Mackey. But before that, he was playing this commish, like a police commissioner, when he was in his late twenties because he was balding, and so everybody just assumed, oh yeah, he must be a guy in his forties. Just works that way. Yeah. Um, it's too bad. Otherwise, list, listeners, we would have absolutely had Don Rickles on this episode to talk about his experience recording it. So it's too, gone too soon. Well, well, he has gone too soon. I mean, I, you know, it's it's a shame. I don't know if we could have gotten Don Rickles. I'll be honest with you. We have we've had we don't really we we haven't really had any success um, getting 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 actors for this show, with the exception of Rudal Lee. Which is, did I say this on the show? I was in Palm Springs and looked down and there was a star that had Rudy Lee's name on it. You sent me a photo of it. On, I don't, on, I don't on, know if I mentioned it on the show, but I was so excited. I didn't recognize yeah. anybody's name. And I was like, oh yeah, there she is. There's Rudy Lee. Yeah, no, I mean, it was nice to have nice to have her on the show. I mean, I think we're, we're, we run into two challenges. One, you haven't, re- you haven't done your part and reached out to anybody. And a lot of these folks are already passing away. I reached out to some, uh, I reached out to a lot of, uh, you know, folks connected to the Catholic Church to see if they'd be interested in coming to talk about Andy Griffith's show. A lot of high-level Vatican officials. Every single cardinal has received a request. Um, But yeah, they haven't gotten back to me. I haven't seen the smoke, so... I am, I didn't realize we that was part of our planning. I was, I said, can you, uh, can you reach out to people who would have something to say about the show and you're like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get i'm gonna go troll priests straight to the top (laughs) straight to the top all right well helpful as always and they um so andy asks for a bill of sale 
Newton provides one. So it clearly bought the stuff. It's just his crap. And Andy tells him to move on because he doesn't have a peddler's license and he's selling junk. And then later, Barney brings him in for selling. And Andy says he's going to have to arrest him now because he, you know, he's peddling without a license. And this is where we learn that Newton Monroe is kind of a sad sack who lives out of his car and says he's at 34, but he looks 44. And Christopher's like, no, no, you look like you're 54. Maybe you're 54. And he yeah. should have considered drug dealing. That would have been oh. the correct career choice, I think, for him. You think Newton Monroe would be a good drug dealer? Yeah, the product moves itself. It's minimal conversation with people. I think there would be a variation of the line of Saul Goodman going, it's time for some tough love here. You two suck at peddling meth, period. I think what, that would have... What if the Andy Grover show had... You know, we've talked before about that really serious episode of Home Improvement where Brad gets caught smoking dope. Like, what yeah. if the Andy Grover had, show had one where there was like, we have a heroin dealer on the street? Tonight, on a very special Andy Griffith <laughs> we show. you watch this with your kids. <laughs> with your kids, yeah. I don't the know. the Sackler family. I mean, I don't know. Or, you know, where we have, um, you know, obviously, or a variation of, I'm so excited. And, you know, and then Opie goes, I'm just so scared. I mean, yeah. or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I think it would have been a major outlier, I think, in the on the show. Yeah, it would have been would have been a game changer for it. Yeah, but so Barney decides to to put him to work, and he's digging a tree, and Andy tells him to watch out for pipes. And guess what happens next? He hits a pipe. He hits a pipe. You, hey, lean in. He hits closer. a pipe. Yeah, you gotta you gotta call before you dig. I think it's call. three one one. Three one one. I think that's the number to call to see if there are any what if what's underneath before you dig. At least in I don't know. Okay, well, good to know. I I um I don't really do a lot of digging that deep. Do you do? Do you have to call? Do you dig much? No, but they advertise this stuff all the time. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, like, if you um, it's like, what was that episode of Yellowstone where the guy finds a dinosaur bone? Like, finds a di- he does he goes digging and he finds a dinosaur out in his backyard. Yeah, you got to leave it. Oh, you got Jack Horner. Oh, the guy from uh, Montana, Montana State. Yeah, yeah. He went to the University of Montana, for the record. Oh, he did. But then he taught at MSU. But he's a. Grizzly. I mean, he's all a I know, all I know is I went to the Museum of the Rockies at Montana State University, and I just looked around. And I was like, why would anybody go to the University of Montana? Yeah, we can get into this at a later point. Well, it reminds me of a time when I was in New Orleans at Mardi Gras, and there was this kid from, he was standing in front of me in a store, and he said, we're just two guys from Brentwood, Tennessee. And Brentwood, Tennessee is a highfalutin, it's it's a very affluent town. And I said to the kid, who's probably 22, I said, oh, I went to MTSU, and he turned around and looked at me and put his hand gently on my arm and said, oh, good for you, sir. That's a good <laughs> school. It's up and coming. And you I did the about, best you could with what you were given, didn't you? I mean, I, and I was kind of like, 
I almost want Tara Hall off and slap that kid, but I just uh, I just let it go. But I was kind of like, I, I was like, oh my, I was like, how rude. Yeah, that's funny. I like that. Good for that yeah. kid. Well, good for that kid. I don't think don't don't go you don't go doing that kind of stuff to people. <laughs> so so Barney so Barney is still putting him putting him through on other jobs and he's uh, on the phone with Thelma Lou, says he got her a new present. It's a two dollar pineapple skinner that he bought from Newton. I tell you, I don't, as I've often said, why a woman would want to date Barney Fife just makes no sense to me. Yeah. It'll become clear on the next episode. Yeah. The next episode, always just an episode away. Always an episode away. Um, I've got some bad news for you. The next episode is the last one uh, where Barney Fife's regular character. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted you to be prepared emotionally. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, okay. Yeah, I'm prepared. Okay. All right. So he's now got Newton cleaning the furnace. It turns out he also broke a radio, and this time he lights the furnace with the flue closed, and smoke go, and smoke and soot goes everywhere. And then now, next we have Barney having having him mopping, and and he breaks a shelf window, and Barney screams that he's inept and storms off. And Jefferson Newton goes to sit in his cell and says he's a born loser. And so Andy's like, I'm going to try to help his confidence out. He goes to, um, he gives him a job painting his porch. And Newton comes back and says he's not sure he did a good job and says the paint was too thick. And when he put the thinner in, it turned to water. And they go to check. And even in black and white, it is. It looks terrible. I'm like, what did you do? Yeah, I can't recover. recover How did this happen? And so Andy and Barney paint it and Newton comes back and sees that he is under the impression he did a great job and he is proud of himself. And Andy then tells Newton that he's going to suspend his sentence. That's probably better for everyone. And later that day, Barney and Andy pull up to the jail and Newton and Newton has, has told them that he's learned that he's not inept. He's apt, and he's going to become a painter. And paint the courthouse courthouse for free. He then has the goofiest smile on his face as he takes some paint and slathers it over the um, over like the justice that. of the peace sign. It's very Jackson Pollock. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I think Jackson Pollock would even be like, "Hey, hey, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I have a purpose here. You're just slapping paint on here." Yeah. So in the epilogue, it turns out they got Newton a job in a retail store. And he has sent Barney a pencil sharpener and Andy an electric razor. And Barney tries to run the razor to his face, and his face gets caught um, as we close the show. I used to use my grand. I found an old razor of my grandfather's uh, from like the '60s, and I used it. And it it wouldn't catch the skin, but every so often it would like get. It wouldn't have the power to cut a hair, but it would just like pull the hair slowly out of my face. That sounds that, that sounds unpleasant. Yeah, I think it was an Abercrombie and Fitch. Actually, like in old, when it was an old company. Ah, well, um, well, that's uh, that's that's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had that experience. Yeah, me too. But thank you for for listening. Um, how many whistles would you give this? I'm gonna give this one six. I'll go seven. Seven. I was debating seven. I'm like a rising six. Yeah. Um, things you liked. What things did you not like about it? 
you know, I'm just no Opie. You know, it got there wasn't a lot that actually made me laugh out loud. Yeah, I like I like the Floyd parts. I thought the Barney scene yelling was fun. You know, you could use more like Thelma Lou act, actively as a character here. Maybe if I were to improve, that could if, bring it up to an eight. I think that I think you're right. I think having Thelma Lou in there would be would be great. I I was really like Morient B. No, oh, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> And and I know the militant Ant B fans are probably probably hate this episode. Mm-hmm. Probably boycott yeah. it. Any final thoughts? No, sir. It's been really good to see you today. It's been really good to see you too. We appreciate everybody for listening. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. And if you think about it, subscribe. 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 Next week we're going to say goodbye to Don Knotts and review Opie Flunk's arithmetic. Until Bye, then, Barney. Christopher. Bye, Barney. Bye. Until then, Christopher, you're not an app. Oh, okay. it's a Sunday.